Was she a wrestler? <laughs> she, was, she was totally in Playboy, so I don't know. I don't think. Oh, totally. Oh, you seem very confident about that, Uncle. Yeah. Oh, my. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Shenetics, the internet's favorite monthly podcast with your two <laughs> favorite hosts, Skanky and Emcall. How you doing this week, Skanky? Fine. You know, we went from bi- weekly to bi-weekly. Now we're monthly. I mean, we're going to turn into a yearly at some point now. I, I was I was thinking about this last night while I was laying in bed awake, because that's what I typically do, is I just think about Shenetics. <laughs> I feel like that's what everybody does. They just don't want to ever admit that. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, but I was thinking about it, and I was like, maybe what we should do is that ev- we uh, we double the release wait time, right? We went from every week to every other week to every month. So it will be every two months, every four months. But the catch is going to be we only get to double it after doing that schedule twice. So we're doing it every other week. We did it for two week twice, and then it doubled every month. Uh-huh. We do it for two months, it doubles to every two months. I don't know. Uh, I was just like I said. This is what I was falling asleep. I was thinking about this. So, oh, so you're having a nightmare, pretty much. Yes, yes. I was, I was, I was stressed and stressed and anxious about the Shenetics recording schedule. Well, how could you not be? I know, I know. The internet's favorite podcast. Speaking of which, um, the uh, Apple Podcast Service with iOS 13, mm-hmm. I believe, trans transcribes all podcasts now so i think we can mm. we actually have text search for shenantics topics that's creepy i right right but also kind of amazing so it's i, I don't know it's i'm it's like part of me feels like it's an invasion of my privacy but at the same time it's for audio that i put out onto the internet so i don't know how much privacy i'm supposed to expect with that that's but, true but yeah that's kind of creepy i, I don't uh, i don't know how i, I feel about know. that yeah it's that also yeah. must be expensive, don't you think, to transcribe all podcasts like that? So I wonder if it probably is. Actually, it might be. I'm not sure because, like, if you think about if you have like the Dragon dictation software on your Mac, like, I wonder how much processing power that takes to do it. And so on the other end, if Apple can just pipe through audio, I wonder how much it takes for that. But I, I wonder on the flip side if they do something with that for speech recognition through Siri. Right, like if they can hmm. use podcasts to train Siri for like natural language recognition, and in that case, it's not like they're really just spending money for this feature; they're spending it to like improve the entire platform across the board. Well, now that I think about it, they probably have their own proprietary transcription thing that they made because um, they're probably using the same thing to, that they use to transcribe uh, voicemail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So they must have their own thing that they're not paying or contracting out for someone else to do. Yeah, they ha- especially at this point, they have to be. Like, I know, I believe when Siri first came around and Dictation came to iOS the first time, I think they were licensing Dragon back then. But that was like five years ago. So you have to imagine after like five or six years that they just kind of developed their own in-house version instead of just keep paying licensing fees. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's kind of like the Apple Maps, Google Maps thing, right? Like, eventually they're like, we don't want to pay Google anymore. We'll just develop it in-house and... <laughs> 
Apple Maps, and then know what happened with Apple Maps. Yeah, I was gonna say that went swimmingly. Mm, didn't really go all too well, did it? No, it's uh. But there's apparently they they fixed a lot of stuff with the new release. So who who knows? Who knows? do people use Apple Maps? Um. Yes, actually, I I know a few people that do. And what the interesting thing is, the people I know that use it, the main reason that they use it is it used to have the best CarPlay integration. And so, like, Apple Maps wasn't really an option. And so then they just started using Apple Maps again. Um, I've been I've been tempted to because on the privacy side, like me and Google are this are in this eternal fight for my data. And so part of me is like, oh, I want to use Apple Maps because I don't want to give Google any more data. But then I, I fail. But yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Google is kind of hard to escape. Those crazy that is, people. That is that is true. That is true. Um, I mean, the big one for me is just bike directions because Apple Maps, even in the update that came out two days ago, does not have. Uh, bike as like an option for their directions and google does and google's is actually really good so it's kind of like i can't really switch over i gotta i have to stick with google so huh but, that's uh, interesting yeah uh, so but who knows do who you knows? even bike bro like come on do i right right um speaking of maps though and privacy and Apple updates, they, they're they doing an interesting thing in iOS 13 where they always had this before where if an app wanted to use your location, it had to ask permission and yeah. say allow and stuff. They do that. They reset those for iOS 13 and you have to grant it permission again. But what they do now is that in the little dialogue pop-up that says it wants to use your location, it shows you a map of all the location tracking the app has already has already done for you. And so it almost makes it like that much more like oh. terrifying and obvious where I'll be like especially if it's an app where it's like I don't really know why it needs my location, right? Like if it's um I'm trying to think about what one popped up the other day for me. Gosh, I can't remember. It was something like I usually just hit allow because I'm like yeah, whatever. But then like I started looking at it all I was like why did you need all of that location information like what are you even using it for yeah. yeah exactly i think like one of them was like doordash it's like i open up doordash and it's like it tracked me like all the way all throughout colorado where i didn't open the app and order delivery and i was like that just seems like a little too much information like you did not need all of that information for me yeah so um so that that's kind of that's interesting but I don't know, man. I was listening to uh, WNYC because I listen to it in the morning mm-hmm. and sometimes whenever I'm in the car. And uh, they had Edward Snowden on because he came out with a new book. Oh, really? That I don't remember the name of off the top of my head. But um, interesting because he was talking about like the original whistleblower leaks and stuff that he gave to The Guardian and whatever, all that mm-hmm. stuff. And th- he was talking about how the government has like everyone's uh, phone data, mm-hmm. like going back to 2008 or something. Oh my God, that's so terrifying. So they know all the phone calls you made mm-hmm. from 2008 on. They also know all the places you've been because <laughs> they just... track where the phone is connected to yeah. which cell tower. Yeah. So they can actually create an entire map of where you've been 
your entire life from 2008 on. It's It's like, why would you need that? Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) And also, the 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 reporter, whoever his name was, I don't remember. I think I don't. It wasn't Brian Lehrer. It was someone else. Brought up like, well, like, where do they store all this? Yeah. Like, how do you, how do you store all this information from millions of people Mm -hmm. and not have people know about it? Like, that's crazy. That is that is really really crazy. Like, like, and also the um like. Where like the the storage required for all this information is insane, and so like you said, like how do you have how is it that like this isn't huge news that everyone knows about it, right? Like the more mm-hmm. eyes that are on something, the more likely it's like to be leaked elsewhere. But then the second thing is is like how the massive amount of data you're storing. How are you protecting that from other more nefarious sources? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like at the end of the day, I may let's say let's say hypothetically. I'm fine giving up all this information to the U.S. government because that's my sovereign, but I might not be okay with that being in the hands of the North Koreans or the Russians or let's even do an ally. Like, I don't want the Japanese government knowing every fucking thing I'm doing. Like, that's kind of, mm-hmm. like, terrifying. So, yeah, yeah. I uh, And it just seems like the bit, like, and... Like it's the bigger, but also the more valuable, right? Like the amount of data they're hoarding is super valuable to another entity. And I could see that being like a high value target and being taken if it already hasn't. You know what I mean? Because how would we know? We didn't even know it exists. So how we wouldn't know if it was taken by someone else to begin with. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's freaky, man. It's freaky. It is. It is kind of freaky. And it's it's funny. We talked about this before, but it's funny because like, like things like this, people don't seem to care about all that much. But the idea that their phone is listening to them, like, terrifies people, right? The fact that mm-hmm. like Instagram might be recording everything they say is like, oh my god, that's horrific and terrifying. However, Instagram tracking everything that they've ever like wherever they've gone because of location tracking, it's like, oh, that's fine. It's like, well, hold on a second, <laughs> like, like that's not. Yeah, I don't you. know. I guess so. yeah, people have different um, connotations of. Like, they have different levels of data, I guess. Yeah. Or, like, what kind of data is important and not important to them. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like location is something that people don't really care about because they're there and then they leave. But I guess what they don't think about is, well, you go to work every day. Mm -hmm. So what ends up happening is they end up knowing where you work because you go there every day. Or, hey, now they know you go to the store Mm -hmm. and that you go to this specific store every day. Mm-hmm. And maybe somehow they're able to find out what kind of things you like to buy. And then ads, blah, 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 blah. You want to buy bananas on Amazon now. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. It's, it, you, another, so talk, it's funny how all this is tying into something that just recently happened. Another thing that they've done in um, iOS 13, Apple has, is they've also reset and required um, you to authorize apps to have Bluetooth access. And there's a lot of them that is obvious, right? That you would be like, okay, I understand that. Spotify, for example. Like, okay, I can see why Spotify would need Bluetooth access. Yeah. The more interesting one is there are a ton of 
shopping or retail apps that are requesting access to Bluetooth that you wouldn't think about. And two big examples that I can think off the top of my head are Macy's and Dunkin' Donuts. And like the Dunkin' Donuts app is always tracking your Bluetooth because what happens is if you go into a Dunkin' Donuts location, they have a Bluetooth beacon there that will be able to identify you based on your phone's Bluetooth signature. And so they can collect that data about you going in. So let's say Skanky, you go into a Dunkin' Donuts and you pay cash, right? Like you don't even do anything where it's like, oh, they have like any of my information. They still might know that you were there if you had the Dunkin' Donuts app on your iPhone when you walked in because it would read it from Bluetooth. And then Macy does it because they want to track where you go in their store. And so they can see things like you said, like like they know where you're shopping, but like Macy's has it down to a granular, granular level where it said, oh, Skanky walked into the child clothing area and then walked over into like the kitchen stuff. So like we can assume he's probably buying this and this, or like maybe he's shopping for presents because he went here. So it's, um, so that's kind of terrifying too. Like just the amount of like stuff, like I like, fine, I want to shop at your store, but I don't want you to know everything about me because I'm doing that. But That's weird, man. Not a big fan. Not a big fan. Me either. I, uh, I, don't know, I think I might go underground. I think it's time to move into the woods, you know? I, I think so. I think so. We were in, um, we went to Colorado, me and Sarah, we went to a bunch of national parks and we went camping and there, there was kind of, there was kind of a nice, a nice like ambience to it. Ambience. Ambience. To, to like being like camping in the Rocky mountains where there's no cell service. Where, like, talking about being off the grid, it's like, I cannot use technology, like, at all. And there's just, there's something really kind of nice and peaceful about that. To be, like, knowing, like, oh, I have, like, four days right now that nobody knows anything of what I'm doing and no companies do because my phone is off, powered off and useless and sitting in in a tent, right? Like, they know I got there, but then anything I did there, they have no idea about. So, I don't know. Well, that's a little, that's a little cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of a fan of that. We should we should start a compound, the shenantics compound. We'll put And maybe we can come up with like a book that people have to follow. And ooh. we can all eat jello. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. How about <laughs> How about we can we'll put out a book. First of all, have you ever watched that movie way back in the nineties, Enemy of the State? I think No. Was. I don't think I have. Oh, you should watch it. Like it's Talk about movies that have aged well. I think that movie has gotten exponentially better with age. Okay. Okay. Um, which is interesting because it's all about like the state, like the government tracking you. And so like he, like the guy that was like the NSA type character, like I would say like the Edward Snowden type character, like lives in a Faraday cage type thing. Cause he's like, <laughs> like, yeah, it's great. Okay. Anyways, um, but no, so I think we can start a compound. We can release a book, uh, the book of uh, Namram. And <laughs> okay, sure, yeah, agreed, yeah. agreed. We'll have we'll have tasty Jello, and it'll be perfect. So yeah, we can not poisonous. We yeah no, because I think in we what we can do is we can say that our Jello 
is it's almost like the Faraday cage for like your body. It like blocks like your electronic signals of your brain from escaping your brain so that other people can't read it. So that's why it's very important that we eat this jello. But there's trademark problems, so we're gonna call it yellow. And it'll be Okay. Cause like aluminum foil hats so five years ago. Now we're drinking eating jello. I think it's more I don't think you realize how I think that's like two decades ago i feel like i feel like tinfoil hats is like the 90s you think it's not like a 2014 thing right when was god five like, years ago was 2014 I, that's yeah what I'm saying, right? like is that crazy <laughs> all right never mind yeah scratch that <laughs> scratch that yeah right so uh but yeah i don't know yeah i think well tinfoil hats have probably been around for a long time oh yeah definitely i think pre-computers even right maybe maybe i don't I really know it, wasn't it an alien thing is why it I, started? I don't know. First time I ever saw a tinfoil hat was in a scary movie. Mm, yeah. One or two. Isn't that, isn't that a 90s movie? That is a 90s movie, I think. Damn. Well, it depends on which one you, you're talking about. Yeah. I can't, I can't Wikipedia it because I'm using a handheld mic right now. Yeah. If you um, guys, you know, his, his mic sounds so much better. Maybe we'll find out when we actually publish. It. I think so. it'll be fine. Um, so, scary movie. The first one actually came out in two thousand. Oh shit! No way. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. It's it's those it's those early two thousand kids that are always getting looped in with the nineties kids. I, I know a bunch of losers. Carmen Electra's at this. I, yeah, really? she was. Yeah, she Is was she still around. Yeah, you know that's a good question. I don't really I, know. I've not heard the name Carmen Electra in, I think, a decade. You know, she was born in Sharonville, Ohio. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that's my hometown. No way! I know. Yeah, me, me and her go way back. She... Yes, I did know she was born in Sharonville, Ohio. Obviously, you did. Uh, obs. Last thing she did was in 2018, she did a TV series called Alone Together. She played Tia. Interesting. And then she was in something called Book of Fire, where she played Theodora. Oh, okay. A 19-year-old girl discovers she is the descendant of the Byzantine Emperor Justinian, and she learns that the Emperor might have unleashed the plague on mankind and cursed his bloodline. What the fuck? That's an Emperor's new groove, if I've ever heard <laughs> I know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that is fucked up. The, the young Nina really just wants to celebrate her 19th birthday. Carmen Electra is playing a 19 year Wait, what? No. What? No. Okay, no, no, no. She doesn't. She doesn't. Okay, she plays someone else. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, okay. is this 2018 or is this Yikes. Like okay. 1998? Like, what is the All right. appropriate decade? For the young Nina really just wants to celebrate her 19th birthday, but instead of party without end, she is confronted with a terrible fate. She finds out that she is the descendant of the Byzantine ruler Justinian. <laughs> what the? Okay, the problem with this is the fact that the old Roman Feisling has given her later descendant a cruel curse that will wipe out all humanity. Wow, sounds like... Uh, what is this? I want to watch this. You should watch it and report back and let us know how it's It's going. called Book of Fire. Wait, hold on. I got to look up Rotten Tomatoes on this one because this is, and this is Rotten Tomatoes. Like, this is... Woof. Book of Fire. Okay, it's not even on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Is that, wait, is, a, it, is it released It says yet? no results found. No, it came out in 2015, yeah. Oh, so, oh my gosh. I wonder where we can find this. 
it's got to be somewhere. Like, we got to be, like, this is something else. That's, not, yeah, that's. It's not even on Wikipedia. Bullshit. Okay, then, what is this? What Does if, it not exist? I, what if we, like, stumbled upon it? I feel like we're, like, through the looking glass on this. Like, we found some weird thing on the internet that's, like, a signpost that's pointing us to, like, something else. This is the start of our, like, retreat into the woods. Is like, we find, like, a thing that doesn't exist anywhere on the internet except for one place. Oh my God! She was in she was in Good Burger, Carmen Electra, like way back when. Yeah, nineteen ninety seven. Was Keenan and Cal? Keenan and Cal. You know, the, Good Burger was the second movie she ever did. What? What was the first? American Vampire. Oh, okay, I think I knew that. Damn. Independent comedy horror film. Wow. What? Wait, what is she is known that, wait, for? Wait, wait. Good Burger is an independent comedy horror film? No, 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 no. American <laughs> Vampire is. I was like, I don't remember Good Burger then. No, 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 no. Good Burger is when they have the, the burger place. Welcome to Good Burger. Home, the home of the Good, good burger. burger. Can I take your order? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah we're 90s and, kids. But like, what else was she in that I... Was she Carmen Electra? <laughs> She was totally in Playboy, so I don't know. I don't think. Oh, total! Oh, you seem very confident about that. I'm going. Oh my! I was a '90s teenage boy. Like, come on! I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure that she was in Playboy. Oh no! You said you didn't not say pretty sure before. I'm very confident. Very confident. Ninety-nine percent. That Electro was in Playboy, but now I'm now I'm not so sure since Skanky called me out on that one. Well, I I have no idea. But she says, on Wikipedia, says she's an American glamour model, glamour model, actress, television personality, singer, and dancer. And she began her career as a singer after moving to Minneapolis, Minnesota, where she met Prince, wow. who produced her debut record. Wow. Wait, she has a debut record produced by Prince? Yeah. I feel like... I feel like she is now the per- one of those people that I know the name and I real am I realizing very quickly I know nothing about her. Like I feel like I use her name not anymore, but have used her name just in like common conversation. But I don't know anything about this person. Huh. This is like a Berenstein's Bear moment right now. This is. Oh, she was in Playboy, but in two thousand and nine. Wow. No way. Bullshit. Oh, no, no, hold on. She started her modeling career with the May 1996 issue of Playboy. There we go. Okay, I was going to say, I was like, 2009 does not make sense. And she got two covers, one in 2000 and one in 2003. What was she doing before that? Or was she, like, did her career start as a Playboy model? Well, I guess she must have started as a model. Huh, all right. Why did we think she was a wrestler? (laughs) Probably because of a name, Carmen Electra. Like, oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so, in 2004, she appeared as a character in the video game Def Jam Fight for New York, which is a sick video game. All right, Def Jam was lit. Okay, now. In 2005, she began the Naked Women's Wrestling League. Uh-oh, Emil, oh, I think you're remembering I, something. You're I'm not supposed to this somehow. I like, <laughs> I feel like. 
I but no, this is so weird because it's like I feel like I feel like the Wikipedia entry is being updated as we discuss it. Like somebody's listening to us and they're just live editing. It's the, the government. Article. It's it the is, government. It it's, the, it's the other person in this Discord chat room with us. Is the one that she was the acting commissioner for the professional professional wrestling. I can't talk today. Professional wrestling promotion. Huh. Weird. God, that's so weird. That's very bizarre to me. So you watched the Naked Women's Wrestling League. How was that? It's a number one fan. Number oh, one it's fan. now defunct. Aw. It's got a really it short... Wait, for? I don't know. 2004 to 2009. Oh, five years is much longer than I would have expected. I'm not going to lie. In November 2007, Carmen Electra announced a lawsuit against the Naked Women's Wrestling League for, among other things, breach of contract and failure to pay money that she claimed was still due to her. Okay, hold on. The name Naked Women's Wrestling League is like really on the nose, isn't it? Like it's not like they're like they're hiding anything. <laughs> they're just kind of like it's like they're like not leaving anything to the imagination. It like literally is like man, this, I don't know. This is something else. We we really went down a rabbit hole on this one. Yeah, this is hey, first episode back after our summer hiatus. It's uh Jesus, hiatus. It's, uh, it's, this is this is else. something, and people yeah. want this. Can you believe this? People want this content. <laughs> they beg for it. Hi, jittery. Hi, Nesto. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> that's it. All right. So let's go back to Nesto's DM about things we were required to talk about. Carmen Electra is done. <laughs> like, Good. Yeah. Whew. And the Naked Women's Wrestling League. You see how we connected all that together? Crazy. I know, right? It's, uh, Thank God it's, for Nesto sending us over true. those suggestions. That is, that is true. That is true. So um, have you heard about Peacock? I want to see your peacock. Your peacock. Wait, what about peacock? The streaming service? I have no idea what that is, no. Really? Okay, so NBC is... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just don't... I didn't know the name of it. Yeah, yeah it's called All right. Peacock. Which, let me just first off say, <clears throat> I think Peacock is an amazing name for an NBC stream. It, it, it makes sense. I think that actually is probably that, the best that, decision they made out of it all. That is the only good decision in this entire thing. But So, so tell, me, tell me your thoughts about the NBC streaming service. Game. All right. Number one, they're taking the office away from Netflix. So, I mean, that, that was going to happen. I kind of already had a hint or an inkling that they were going to be moving towards a streaming service. Mm-hmm. Number one, no one's going to buy it. Sure, hopefully. I don't think anyone is going to go and do it. Like, it's just silly. Yeah. yeah. Um, number two, they just came out the other day and said that Seinfeld is going to be on Netflix in, like, 2021. Interesting trade. And I have to wonder if there was some behind-the-scenes negotiation with Netflix that says, like, don't take The Office and Parks and Rec away from us. And they made some deal where it's like, fine, take this, but we'll give you Seinfeld. Maybe, but NBC doesn't even own Seinfeld because Hulu has it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's on Hulu, not even on. And yeah, that's weird. Weird. Okay, that's bizarre to me. Yeah, that's a little weird, isn't it? So that's I don't know what weird. that whole ish thing is. What's going on there? I don't. That is that's that's very strange. I don't. I don't under, understand the streaming world that we live in. So, I mean, the thing is, what are you going to get the NBC streaming service for? The Office? Yeah. This Is Us? 
I think and, that. And the, then what else? You're gonna watch like, what's his name? Do uh, let's make a deal. No, not let's make a deal. What's the one with uh, Howie Mandel? Howie Mandel, uh, Deal or No Deal. The yeah, you're, you're gonna go face one. Yeah, you're gonna go watch that. Yeah, that's not even on NBC. That's on CNBC. Yeah, I don't. That's on CNBC. That's on the Business Channel. Yeah, it's on the that's Business so Channel with Shark weird. Tank. That's oh Shark Tank's oh yeah I guess Shark Tank was always on that. It's so weird. That's so weird. I um I don't know, man. I don't. It doesn't like what's on there. I don't know. I, I like what NBC shows besides maybe Parks and Rec. Now is going to go there. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean. And maybe the, I don't know what's in their in their vault of historical shows. Like I'm not I'm not that well versed in what shows were on what networks when they aired, right? Like it's all just kind of me, like meshes together as TV for me, right? Like the only one I know is the CW, which by the way, the CW's like superhero content is fucking killing it. Like they just they they're. Oh god! Okay, hold on. I gotta put my mic down so I could type something real quick. Because I have gotta find this fucking clip for you. Give me a sec. One of my buddies sent it to me. Wait, no, it's on my phone. I'm gonna find this. You, you tell me more about about NBC, and I'm gonna find. All right, I'm looking. I'm looking because you know NBC also owns other stations like Bravo. Oh really? And yeah, Bravo and- doesn't even have Queer Eye anymore. That's a that's a Netflix thing. Exactly. So I mean, it just seems like they're having some trouble here. They're saying now that the subscription service will roll out in April with 15,000 hours of content, including The Office and Parks and Rec. Hmm. So that's interesting. Um, Homage, okay. The the NBC senior service from Disney and new Apple streaming services. They don't have a price on it yet? I don't even know. Oh, yeah. I didn't see any price announced for it yet. But I did actually put together a nice little note for myself here that has broken down some of the major streaming networks and Mm -hmm. most ones and all their prices. And so I'll go down the list of what I have. Um, We have Disney Plus at $7 a month. We have Netflix, which is currently $13 a month. Also, I should say, these are the plans that I'm assuming people would want, right? Netflix has more plans, but $13 a month is, like, I would think the most popular. Um, yeah. Anyway, so we have Disney for 7 Netflix for 13 Apple TV for $5 a month, Peacock for who the fuck knows what, and then Hulu is $12 a month, or if you're willing to put up with ads, then you pay $6 a month, and then HBO for $15 a month is the main ones. Then you have, like, Showtime, Stars, um, uh, Extra stuff, yeah. Cinemax, like all the ones that like I didn't bother coming up with, and so like looking at that, my guess is that Peacock's going to be probably like seven dollars a month, seven to ten is what I would guess based on all the other ones. Um, so if you get Peacock, you will get oh, get ready for this, a reboot of Saved by the Bell. Oh yeah, this might have been crazy. And an original talk show series with Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Wonderful. I like Jimmy Fallon, but I'm not going to pay whatever the price is so I can watch another talk show series with him. Right? I, I just, <laughs> I don't know. It's maybe just... they'll maybe they'll do, because they also, they I think they're going to get Friends too, because Friends is NBC. Yeah, but how long doesn't, Netflix have friends to like 2024 or something like that. They're going to lose friends at some point. Yeah, but how many years? Like, but I, think I don't, I don't like, know. 
like time is so condensed now that if let's say they lose friends four to five years from now well that's so far out of the current discussion that five years from now like like think about what happened five years ago right we already thought that like what did we just make reference to that i said that was in 2014 i don't even remember anymore but uh like five years ago feels like it was decades ago at this point so in five years if they get friends like who knows what million pieces of content is going to be out on netflix who knows what disney's going to do with their streaming service like it's like great nbc might get friends at some point in the future but where is the entire market at at that point yeah yeah um so back, real quick, back to CW. I sent you a a link to a clip of a from a CW show. Okay. Um, and I you go watch the clip real quick. Oh and, no! And I will I will break down what is happening in it. And what be a the, link in the show. fuck is this? What you are watching is a gorilla going back in time to kill Barack Obama. What? From DC Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> Let me tell you, man, DC is yikes. Like, yeah. what the hell? Like, you had Wonder Woman. That was fantastic. And then they, just like everything else, they're just like, yeah, you know, we had one good one. <laughs> I know. But I. <laughs> but here's the thing I feel about CW, is that they're just like, they're kind of owning and like just going like the distance with this we are the crazy spinoff superhero channel, right? If like people that go to CW are going there for a reason. And I think this is more of the content that they want and crave. Uh-huh. I'm not a comic guy and I, like I never really have been, but from what I hear about comics, like crazy ass shit happens in them. And so I, yeah, this yeah. Is kind of ex- like in, within the playing field of comics. And so I don't know. Who knows? But it's uh yeah, that's that's so fucking bizarre to me. So That's weird. Yeah. But uh I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so real quick though, back to streaming stuff. So we went through the prices and like I look at it and with each one I think the hard thing is is like for the average person, right? Like the average non tech person that doesn't know how to torrent, that doesn't know how to rip DVDs, that doesn't know how to do any of it, if you really love watching the office, it's quickly going to become the only way for you to watch it is add another streaming service into your repertoire. And the hard thing is, is that we are now getting to price points where it's like at six or $7 a month, it's like, Oh, it's not that much. But on top of everything else, we're getting close to paying $60 a month just to watch the TV shows we want, which is now getting to be more expensive than what cable is. And so Mm -hmm. it's like, great. We left the system we hated behind that everyone used to make fun of. And it was like a scourge on the earth. But now we're moving almost to a worse system where you're paying just as much with all of your content split across independent proprietary streaming services. And not everything is available that way. And so it's like we left cable because it was a terrible system, moved to online streaming, which is turning out to be an even worse system than cable was. And that is absolutely frustrating to me so well i think i agree with you 100 percent. but i think nbc is kind of missing the mark here in that mm-hmm. yes people like watching the office because it's a really good show and it's funny yeah. it's also very easy to watch because yeah. we all have netflix so mm-hmm. we just open up netflix and we watch the office 
But I don't know how many people are going to go out of their way to go and buy a whole other streaming service on top of Netflix just so they can watch The Office. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? No, I agree. I agree. And with each one that comes out, I feel like we're getting more burned out on streaming services in general. Yeah, I mean, with each one that is announced or being added is... And it's not even just TV, right? Like, it's like if you look at all of the subscription content services you pay for, like, there's going to be a breaking point where people are just like, I don't care about any of this anymore. Like, I will find another way to stay entertained because this isn't worth it to me. Um, And I don't know. I feel like... I think that happened with movies and movie theaters a bit right like it's still like i mean and you're a great example of this like there still is a very dedicated and a pretty like a good portion of the population that's dedicated to watching movies in theaters but i feel like there's also part of it where they got sick of what theaters were doing and charging in the 2000s that they kind of just abandoned and never went back and yeah yeah and that market is going to be a hard one for theaters to get back and i worry that that's what streaming content's going to do they're going to eventually alienate a big part of the market and it's going to be nearly impossible to ever win ever win that part of the market back but this is a perfect transition though i'm called yes i think we should have a moment of silence for something oh. big that happened yes movie pass is no longer with us I don't even know what we're going to talk about anymore. I think this podcast is over. I think I think we have to. <laughs> I think it's I think all over. To, I think we have to end it. <laughs> because I mean, it's yeah, gone, gone, yeah. but not forgotten. You know what? That's that's a very good point, though. <laughs> but I'm I'm curious. I'm curious if it's going to be a lasting. <clears throat> like part of pop culture or if it's going to be one of those things that's obscure and forgotten in five to 10 years. Um, well, best, go on. No, 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 go, go. What are you going to say? I was, like the best example or like the best, I think relation I have to this that makes me think that might be gone and forgotten is, do you remember the flip camera? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like... I changed it. Changed the game. It changed the game, but it was only alive for like two to three years because then the iPhone and Android phones came out and now no one needed another camera in their pocket, right? Like it was like the flip camera came out and it's like, great, you can record video and it's on the go and capture all of life's moments. And then Apple and Google said, great idea. You can also do that on your phone now. And like it was like a year and a half later, flip was dead but I don't know if it made a big enough impact where people where that many people remember that it always comes to front of mind, right? Like maybe people are bring it up like we did now, like, Oh yeah, I do remember that. But how many people are like, Oh yeah, flip camera like that. Whenever I think of cameras, I think about what flip did and the evolution of what. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Flip cameras were <laughs> lit though, man. They yeah. were, that was it back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I never owned one. I was so close to buying one like I said, until the iPhone came out. And then I was like, oh, well, I guess I don't need both of them. I had, I had two or three. Oh, really? Look at that. Yeah, they, well, they broke a lot because they were made of plastic. Yeah. But, yes. I mean, they were, I mean, hey, for back in the day, 720p video. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, that was insane. 
Mm-hmm. Like that was huge for like 50 bucks, not even less. Sometimes yeah. you could get them like $30. That was insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, God, those were, those were great. But I think, I you know, I think that the, um, Movie Pass is not going to be remembered for the name of Movie Pass, mm-hmm. but it has changed things significantly for movies in general. Yeah. Like with all these other theaters coming up with their own passes, mm-hmm. they're I don't know. Do you think that's going to be around anymore? Like for for a long time? Like is this is this the future of how it's going to be with these Movie Pass esque things? I don't know. I. Honestly, I think so. And here's why. What service do you pay for? Alamo Draft House. Okay. And I I mean, obviously Alamo is great. And I'm assuming it's because you have theaters near you. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my other friends that is huge into going to see movies pays for the AMC version because he has two AMC theaters near him and he mm-hmm. sees movies all the time. And he he likes it. He uses it all the time and it kind of dictates how he watches movies now. And so I don't see movies in theaters and really haven't in the past 20 years. So I'm hard to say, but if I feel like, I feel like I agree with you that it made a huge mark. It changed how that market play, like, um, you know, uh, participates and moves. And I think that people like you is kind of a thing where I think it's going to keep moving forward that way. Like, I don't know if just because MoviePass is gone, do you think Alamo Drafthouse is going to stop offering their service in the next month or two? I doubt it. As long as it's making the money, I, I don't think yeah. it's going to change. Yeah. And, I mean, we've seen it everywhere else. Everywhere else wants to move to a subscription service, and this is essentially a subscription service to movies and theaters, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. So it seems hard to believe that every other business wants to find a way to get people to pay them regularly every month. And then, like, Alamo and AMC and all the movie theaters are like, we have that, we don't want that anymore. Like, that seems strange to me. I feel like they're going to want that, and they're going to double down on that. That's true, yeah. I think Alamo, too, is kind of um, situated very interestingly in this situation because they really don't make they don't make money on the tickets. Yeah. I mean, they make money on the food that's brought out. And um, AMC, you know, I don't really know what the situation is over there. I haven't been to an AMC theater in a long time. Mm -hmm. So I don't really know how much they're making on concessions or if that's still an important thing that's happening. But Uh, I think I mean, the stereotype is always has been or at least for many years now is that is how the majority if not all theaters make money is on the concessions and so and that obviously is the case for alamo let's assume it's the case for amc then these subscription services have got to be amazing for them because it kind of becomes a like a cost that you then justify right like where it's like oh i'm already paying so let me try and get the value out of it and what that is saying to Alamo is great. You get the value out of it. Come in here. And we know once we get you in here, we'll be able to make money by selling you food. Yeah. And so it's like for them, it's like, no, we want to get you in the door. And if that means we'll let you see movies like for a flat fee, then so be it. Pay your flat fee, come in here and then buy food from us. And so I think that, and so I think because of that, it's going to stick around for a very long time. I agree. But man, I mean, movie pass was a, Common common occurrence on this on this little podcast it that was. we have. It's, it is it is kind of sad that it's that's gone now. 
That is. It's know. all over. All over. It is. It's uh, gone, man. but not forgotten. That is true. That is true. We're, you know, like in like 15, 20 years when we're still recording Shenantics, we'll be like, <laughs> <"Yeah>, movie pass? <laughs> on a, on a five-year basis. <laughs> Every five years to come out a new episode at that point. It'll be, it'll be like, it'll be, eventually it'll be like a high school and college reunion where like a fraction <laughs> of the people that ever listen to Shenantics returns for the every five to ten year episode. It'll be, yeah. it'll be great. I can't, I can't wait. I'm it's excited like, for that one. The nice thing is that when we get to the five-year rotation basis, we can just do live shows for all of them, right? And by that, I mean we just meet up in a city and hang out and just record whatever we talk about. So there you go. It'll be, it'll be perfect. The sponsors are going to love that. Oh, yeah. Our sponsors are really going to love that. By the way, guys, today's sponsors, Bic Pens. Write away your dreams with Bic Pens. Blue, black, pink ink, doesn't really matter. Just matters what you write. And you can write that with Bic Pens. Great segue. So I've been, I think my my streak is right now fifty four days in a row of journaling. So it's a. Uh, what do you write about? I mean, what's the what's there to write about? Everything. So fifty five days. Fifty five days. Sorry. Um, it's a. I, I, it's, I've turned the reason why I've been able to do it and actually I really enjoy it is I turned it into a low pressure, anything that can be put into ink form is good enough to write about. And by taking that away, like, it's like, if I had a day where nothing happened, then it's like, I just write just the basics of like, whatever pops in my mind or whatever happened. But there are other days where it's like, like, thoughts feelings frustrations rants or something really big happened or like something i really want to remember or i thought was cool then i get to write that down and it like sticks in my memory a little more or it's really cool to kind of look back to or it kind of it shows trends of things that are happening. Um, and so if I'm feeling a certain way about something and it keeps happening over and over and over again, and let's say it's, I'm feeling bad about it, then it shows me that that is probably something I need to change because my mind is now associating. It's like, man, we've written about this like, like seven times. And if we keep writing about it, like maybe that is something that doesn't, shouldn't keep happening. Um, and so it's, I don't know, I really, I, I really like it. It's like, it truly is, it started off as something that I didn't, it's like I'll do because people say it's a good habit to have. And it's turned into something that I truly look forward to. Like at the end of the day, it only takes a few minutes. And it's like, I look forward to sitting down and being like, hey, here's what happened today. And kind of just like, hmm. scram- like scratch some things out and. I don't know. It's nice. It's nice. It's all, and it really is nice as like a venting tool, right? It's like it. It feels like a pocket therapist at time. That except they're not giving me advice back. Where yeah. it's like I can kind of vent and rant about something that's really upsetting me, and by doing that, I'm able to just leave it behind and move on. So it's a. Uh, I don't know. It's been good. Yeah, when I was when I was younger, I was always very very good at going to Borders bookstores and buying journals and never using them. You and I are like the exact same person. <laughs> Like like to a T. Like I kid you not. <laughs> they always had that little section before you actually yep. entered the Borders bookstore that had all like oh. the journals and like those that shit was lit because those journals are really nice. Yeah. Were really nice. Rip Borders. Um, but yeah, I always used to buy them and never write anything in them. Yep, that was that is. That is a hundred percent me. It's funny. I actually I wrote something, I, and I'm pretty sure I've told this story on Shenanigans before. But I wrote 
about a very similar experience to that in my journal the other day um, and about how I feel good about actually using it now because like I have this vivid memory of when I was like a kid, like seven years old and I got this box of crayons and I really liked how they looked like perfectly and not used. And so I would like covet this box of crayons, but I would never write or draw with them. Oh yeah. And because like I like almost put so much value on it and I'm like someone that really likes stuff and things and collecting things (laughs) and not me. Right. And so, like, I never used them, and but then, like, then I never, like, really got to truly enjoy them, and who the hell knows where they are now? And also, if I was a thirty-two-year-old collecting a box of crayons from when I was seven, we might have bigger issues. But, yeah, yeah. But it was, and so I've really kind of started to try to be like, we don't need to cherish and keep things in pristine condition, <clears throat> or like, if I do get something, try and use it as much and as quick as possible and turn it into something that is I enjoy because it was used instead of something I wanted to buy with the idea of what I could use it for, which is what I typically did with all those journals I would buy from Borders. So, Sponsored Borders. by Borders. Oh, I wish, dude. Oh, God, I miss that bookstore so much. I do too. I, really I used do. to go to my local Borders for Harry Potter releases. Mm, oh my gosh! Yes. Oh, it was so sick, man. Oh, oh my god! Speaking of Harry Potter, like I don't, I skanky. Yes. Have you read the book The Magicians? No, I've never heard oh of it. Oh my gosh! Please go out and read this the series. It's three books, so it's not a ton of reading. It is. It is fantastic. It's. It. It is. And it itself does this too, but it's it it's so easy to compare to Harry, compare it to Harry Potter because it's like young coming of age magician stories, and okay. they even poke fun of it like throughout it. They said something about how like um, there was a line about how they uh, they when they cast spells you have to do this, and it's not just some made up Latin that you have to scream out or something like that. It was just, it just it does this all the time. It makes its own comparisons to Harry Potter, but anyways, but it's um. But it's like grittier and feels like Harry Potter and like grittier than Harry Potter. And it's as if we discovered magic, but we really shouldn't have. And maybe oh. magic is something that shouldn't be performed in the real world. And Ooh, creepy. you have like deeply flawed characters through it. It's just, it is a very, very, very good book. They also made a series on sci-fi of it, which I hear is also good, but um, I have only read the books and I'm halfway through the second book. So I recommend it up to that point. And I think you should read it and tell me what your thoughts are. Okay, fine. I, if I can find some time to read. Yeah, yeah, that's the tough one. That's, that's a tough one. I feel like, you know, reading maybe right before bed is good, but it makes me tired and I fall asleep. Yeah, see, that's how that's how I was. And I completely, I, I, my problem was that it did that, but then it would also like kind of pull over into other ones, right? If I read during the day, I would get tired because I associated reading with sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have recently finally developed the habit of reading where like it started with just reading right before bed and now i'm on also a 55 day streak of reading every day so i finally kind of developed that habit back in again but oh okay yeah i'd like to try i've been trying new things like trying to wake up earlier yeah yeah. and trying to pretty much that's it i'm just trying to wake up earlier. (laughs) how has that been going that hasn't been that bad yeah it, it, yeah, it hasn't been too bad. I Some days it's a little harder for me, but I've been trying to consistently wake up, which it's not even really early, I guess at nine or like mm-hmm. before nine, 
So I try to wake up at like 8.30, sometimes 7.30. Oh my gosh. You're a man after my own heart. But anyway. I'm trying my best, okay? I pre- hey, I appreciate I totally get you. I totally get you. What have you been doing? Have you been like, is there any like, quote unquote life hacks that you've been doing to try and no. get yourself to wake up earlier? No. You just do it? No. All you do is you, you wake up really early, mm-hmm. like 6.30, 6 o'clock, like for a long time. Yeah. For like a week. Force yourself. Yeah. And then you start going a little later and then mm-hmm. it still feels like you're sleeping in. Oh, ooh, I like that idea. All it's right. the trick. Trick of the trade. And then when you start getting like, oh, I'm going to be lazy, then you start waking up early again. Okay. 6, 6.30, and you go through back and forth on that, and that's all I got. I don't really have any tricks. Has have you? Do you feel like it's been paying off to wake up earlier? Yeah, it's kind of nice. I, I don't feel rushed in the morning. Okay. And I like to get to work earlier. Mm-hmm. See, so I have a little bit of a problem here. Okay. I yeah, like I mean. to get to work earlier. Because, like, I get there before everyone else gets there, and then they see that I'm there, and they think that I work really hard. <laughs> yeah. And then that, like, goes into my ego, and I'm like, yeah, I'm such a hard worker. Mm-hmm. I'm here early. It also gets me some time to decompress before I have to do work. Yeah. So yeah. I can, like, watch some YouTube videos or get my tea going, drink, and hang out. Okay. Now, that's one problem. Yeah. Not really a problem. I was going to say, wait, it's, I thought it's that was related. No, 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 it's a good thing. But it's related to another problem that I have, which is I like to work later ah, okay. when there's not a lot of people there because yeah. I get to focus a little bit more yeah. on what's going on. And that's nice to me. Mm-hmm. I hate working in the middle of the day. Oh, me too. It's when you, when you're there, it just feels unnecessary <laughs> to me. Mm-hmm. I like working early in the morning and I work like working later at night. Yeah. So, yeah, you're forcing yourself because you have to get through that time in the middle, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't know what to do, man. I'm I'm kind of a little stuck in between here. Wouldn't it be great if it was socially acceptable to take the middle of the day off and do something else for like four hours and then come back to work? Like, yeah. Like I was, I was having, I was doing very well, and this worked out really well for me. When I can take a nice like hour chunk in the middle of the day to go climbing, because it was like I'm not going to be productive. I don't like working at this time, but I would love to go climbing, and it changes things up, and I get to come back to work, and I kind of feel more re-energized. Like, yeah. Im- imagine if it was acceptable for you to go in early, work, then go home or go somewhere and stream for four hours, and then go back to work. Like, and then get like your more productive, like afternoon time. And so like the thing that you're actually looking forward to sticking in the middle of the day when you usually don't want to do anything. Yeah. But I don't know if that would ever work. It's just, it's a good idea though. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Yeah. Yeah. So also I just went on Twitter Mm -hmm. and I found something very interesting that popped up. Oh yeah. Tell me. Yeah. I went to a tweet and it said that some of the replies on this tweet have been hidden by the tweet tweet author oh really yeah i kind of love that i am very interesting really love that huh huh yeah yeah very interesting huh okay i like that i like that um still not using twitter by the way 
Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I always bring it up. I always assume that you're just on Twitter all the time. But I no, know that I you're. Actually, I like. I like hearing about it because like it makes <laughs> it feel like I don't like. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't miss it. I don't miss it at all. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's it. fine. No, but you know what's funny is I. I was thinking about it because I. I still haven't gone back to the news yet, and I like this weekend is. I was thinking about maybe doing it this weekend. I might push it off to next weekend. Um, going back to reading the news, but I don't know if I'm going back to Twitter ever. At least not anytime soon. Ever? I, 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 wow. I feel I feel happier and better. That's great. That I don't do it. Right. I feel like I feel like I like for example, new iPhones came out on Friday and I bought one and I was, so I was kind of following the news around it. Um someone that says he doesn't read the news. I don't read world and mm. political news at the current okay. point. Okay. Um and so but the nice thing was is that like I wasn't just scrolling through Twitter nonstop, like, oh, I just need this nonstop fix of things. And it would feel like I would scroll for like, not all at one time, but I would scroll through it for like two hours, three hours, four hours in the day. But I didn't get like four hours of enjoyment out of it, where now it's like I can take a lot less time. I can head over to like nine to five Mac or Mac Rumors or The Verge, get whatever the iPhone news I wanted was, consume that in like 10 to 15 minutes, and then just put it to the side. And yeah. I got the value I needed without feeling like I just have to scroll through things to like cherry pick it out. So it's uh, I had that realization. I was like, I don't know if the value to time invested in Twitter was really paying off for me. And I don't, I'm trying, the hard one is I'm trying to find ways to follow what my friends are doing. And I think discord is the answer for that with me, but I don't know. That's the, that's the one thing I don't know how to recreate that I'm missing from twitter and but i don't know if that's enough to pull me back into it so i don't know man i don't know i don't know do what you do what you think is best yeah and i think for what's best for right now is is to just kind of ignore what twitter is at the moment and then do it kind of do it get it out of there so, we'll do i don't it. want it's, it it is it's not it's not it's not on my new phone it's uh i feel like how do you like the new phone so far i really like it i did i upgraded from an iphone 6 um so mm. it was kind of a giant upgrade for that me. is a big that's a big upgrade uh i don't like how big it is i got the smallest possible of all of them which is the iphone 11 pro mm-hmm. and it's it the phone is does I it have the three camera things it has the three cameras on the back okay. which i really so far i really like we took a nice like uh bike ride to indiana yesterday and so i got to use the camera a bit with that okay um and so I really like that. I really like the screen. It's uh, I like not having a home button. So overall, I really love the phone. I just wish it was half the size. Mm. Um, and I would love it even more. But um, my old phone, and I haven't had a day at the office with it yet, but my old phone would only let, I would have to charge it twice throughout the day in order to get to like last until I fell asleep. And usually then it would like die right before I was going to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so far, this one, you know, in the 48 hours I've had it, has lasted well beyond what I needed it to. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see tomorrow how the battery life is. But that, so far, is, is like the biggest thing for me. Is like, do I have a phone now that can listen to music and podcasts throughout the day and not have to be charged twice? So. Yeah. Yeah. See, I have an iPhone 8, and I'm like, uh, I don't think I'm going to upgrade. Yeah. I would, I, would, I, would, I would hold off as long as possible because it feels so much better when you do. Like, yeah, I agree. 
if you wait till like the phone's dying and then you upgrade, you're like, oh my god, this is amazing. Apple's done so much work to their phones. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, I think that's what I'm probably gonna do. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna buy anything. Yeah. The uh the main two things that made me actually upgrade is the um uh the battery problem i had and then also two weeks ago i dropped my phone on concrete and shattered the screen and so i was like that i feel like i don't want to get the screen repaired i'll just i'll buy a new phone let's just uh, you know i went from a small expense to like let's just go all in on this yeah 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 but uh but yeah so i um no i so i really do i do really like it we'll see we'll see how it holds up long term but so far so far it's been pretty great good good yeah yeah, I'll keep I'll keep you posted. I'll yeah, you, keep me in the loop. I'll show you in a week or so. We'll we'll take pictures together. On. Yes, we will. It'll be. It'll be I can't wait. I know. We'll get friendship time. Um, should we do food finishes type stuff? Because I think that's what that's what. Yeah, sure. Um, do you have a food finish? Kind of, but I don't know how to bring you into it. I don't. I I know how to talk at you about my food finish. I have a food finish that doesn't really have to do with any sort of food necessarily but it Perfect. it relates in some way all right i love it lay, lay it it's out. about a great youtube video i watched oh yes i love youtube all right i know M. Cole, you like bon appetit oh yes all right now did you watch brad leone go noodling no oh dude all right uh, i just watched it's a two-parter 40 minutes all right of brad leone all right something like, like that like ad- actual noodling where you stick your hand in like yep. Oh my god, yeah. He goes noodling to try to catch catfish and it is awesome. Oh, <laughs> okay? And then they cook the catfish afterwards. Oh my god, this is the best thing. All right, number 1, if you guys don't watch Bon Appetit, it's fantastic and you need to watch Brad Leone, It's Alive cuz he's he's amazing. Oh, and I want to be god. his best friend and there's an episode where he goes noodling and catches catfish and it's so funny. Oh my god, this is amazing. I was Wait, dying. Who's dying. the shirtless man? So he was on another episode. Oh, I love everything about this. So way back when, he uh, was cooking, he was making tacos, showing Brad how to make tacos. Mm-hmm. And they brought up during it like, hey, we should go noodling one day. And he's like, oh yeah, sure. And now a year later, everyone's been bombarding them with saying, you need to go noodling. So now they went. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is amazing. I'm on a still frame where we have a shirtless man. We have a shirtless man in overalls and a straw hat. And we have Brad who has a piece of grass sticking out of his mouth. <laughs> and this is like this is like sums up everything I love about YouTube and Bon Appetit in one video. It's just oh my god, this is amazing. They're fantastic. So definitely go and watch it. It's good. Oh, I'm totally gonna watch that. Oh my gosh. Well, since you shared a food finish ancillary thing i'm gonna tell you what mine is real quick because then we can okay it up. i am the biggest the biggest basic bitch in the world and i love it uh right now i am i am demolishing and loving taylor swift's new album and <laughs> while i do it i drink a pumpkin cream cold brew from starbucks and i think everyone should go out and have that drink because it is phenomenal now you are so basic I am, I am, I am, I am so basic. <laughs> My <It's> God. 
That's so fantastic. Basic. All right, you guys, it's been another episode of Shenantics. New episodes go live bright and early Monday morning whenever we decide to record. You can find new episodes <laughs> wherever you find podcasts, including the iTunes, iTunes Store, the Google Play Store, our Spotify, our, our Spotify, and at our website. We own Spotify. We do. We do. Also, if you guys have not heard, the podcast app Pocket Cast has gone free, completely free. So if you don't wow. use it... I use it all the time, so I recommend doing that. It's probably the best way to listen to Shenantics. Go over and get yourself a copy of Pocket Casts. Um, if you have any comments or questions, questions, you can send us a tweet at twitter.com slash pod, which is checked by Skanky. And you can also send an email to shenanticspodcast at gmail.com, which is checked by Skanky. Yeah. Um, if you want to join the conversation and dr- uh, throw... Um, uh, your your thingies and stuff and uh, yeah. If you want to join the conversation and throw your own skanky com emote into the Discord, go to discord.shenantics.rocks, <laughs> then you could do that with all the other cool people. And I think that's it. Skanky, where can they find you on the internet? Thank you for me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash skanky s k x n k y and on Twitter at i skanky i s k a n k y. And I think. I think we should thank Com for the skanky Com emote, and we should also thank Jittery for taking the wonderful picture. Although, yes. I think it was Mandy that took it, but it's okay. But well, big, you big shout, right person! You can't big you shouts. Can't thank, you can't thank Jittery for well, I can't because took. well, I don't know who took the picture because it's gone. I can't find it anymore. All right, we'll have to we'll have to figure this out, and so we can thank the right person next time. I want to just thank everybody who was there during that beautiful trip. Oh wait, I have it on my desktop. Okay, Jittery took it, and it was a selfie, so we need to thank Jittery for the SkankyCom emote. Ah, oh, thank you. Thank you, Jittery. Thank you, Jittery. Thank you so much. So, you're, you're the best. We love you. Bye. And you can find me on the internet at <laughs> You said butt, but didn't say... <laughs> anyway, I'm Cole. Where can they find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at mcole underscore mcol with the underscore, underscore symbol. That's, that's it. Cool. That's it. That's it right now. We'll see if that one even lasts around. I might go into the woods, and then... You can't find me anywhere except Yikes. based on my location data. Oh, my God. Talk to you next week. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.